If there was just one point that I could press into today from, uh, from today's gospel reading on this Pentecost Sunday is this. We don't have to do this on our own. This loving one another and loving God business, we don't have to do it on our own. And we're not at a disadvantage because we didn't live 2,000 years ago in Palestine to, to see and hear Jesus for ourselves, but because of the presence of the Holy Spirit, we don't have to do this on our own. And that's what Jesus said to his disciples. He said, I will give you another helper to be with you forever. And he dwells with you and will be in you. We don't have to do this on our own. That's such a simple truth, isn't it? It's, it's so simple that it, it, and basic to our belief that it kind of borders on the edge of cliche, doesn't it? So it's like probably when some of you hear it, you're like, yeah, 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 come on, like give me something a little deeper here for Sunday morning. But hear me say it again, and this time I would say you can even close your eyes if you have to just to let it soak in. You don't have to do this on your own. This life, pursuing a, a partner in marriage, raising and protecting children, grandchildren, working your job, working through addiction, making a home, caring for aging parents, grieving, every patient you visit, every stitch you make, figuring out your finances, and even the small things too, figuring out your relationship with technology and, and social media and cell phones. You don't have to do that alone. Finding morning routines that bring calm into your home. You don't do that alone. And yet so many of us try to. Philip asked a question, or really it, it was a request that he made of Jesus at the beginning of our gospel reading that revealed a couple of things that he didn't yet understand. At first, he didn't fully grasp that Jesus and the Father are one. To know Jesus is to know the Father. To hear Jesus speak is to hear the Father speak. And Jesus corrects him on this. But the second thing Philip's request revealed was actually a poor understanding of himself. Show us the Father, he said, and it is enough for us. In the Greek, that word enough is the same word that Jesus uses other times when he spoke about money. It has to do with sufficiency and contentedness. It was as if Philip was saying, hey, Jesus, can you do that transfiguration thing again? You know that, that where you turned all bright, widens? Can you do that again, that supernatural thing? Because that would really fill us up for the journey. That would give us all of the comfort and help and the trust that we, we need right now. With all of this talk about you going away, that, that would suffice. And Jesus turns Philip's request on its head, and he begins by talking about the works, not that he will do, but the works that Philip and the other disciples will do. He's in a sense, he's saying, Philip, this isn't about some sort of singular supernatural act that I can perform for you to hang on to. There's more and bigger things happening here. In fact, Jesus broadens the scope in this moment. He says, whoever believes in me, 
will also do the works that I do. And then he says that because I am going to the Father, they will do even greater works. There are greater things in this journey of following Jesus than merely being content in our belief in him. Philip said, I'll be content if, and Jesus said, no, there's so much more. Don't miss that. There are greater things than just filling our personal spiritual experience bank as if that will somehow carry us across the finish line into heaven. He calls us to greater things. He commands us to greater things here and now. Listen to what he then adds to Philip. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Philip, see, was looking for Jesus to show them something amazing that they could, they could point to and just talk about in the years to come. He, something that would validate and uphold the decisions that they would make, something that would give them a sense of fulfillment in the sacrifices that they were being called to. But Philip was thinking so small, wasn't he? Jesus wasn't going to do some kind of supernatural trick in order to to validate their ministry in some way. He, He was going to give them his very spirit to be with them and in them. In the Greek, the the word that Jesus uses there for spirit or helper is paraclete, paraclete. It sounds like Jesus is saying he's going to leave them a bird, right? Like some sort of rare species. But paraclete is a Greek noun meaning advocate, helper, mediator, intercessor. The, The paraclete is more than a mere representative of Jesus, more than an avatar, more than a, a Siri or Google Assistant or, or Alexa, more than a singular fleeting experience like Philip was asking for, the paraclete is the very Spirit of God, the third person in the one being of the Holy Trinity, co-equal and co-eternal with God the Father and God the Son and equally worthy of our honor and worship. Which means, Philip, my presence with you every single day of your life and ministry here on earth. That's what's sufficient for you. Not some mountaintop experience, but my very presence with you and within you day after day after day. Which means, Philip and church, you don't have to do this on your own. His gracious presence is sufficient for all that you need. But does the way that we live our lives reflect this truth? Does the way that we live out Jesus' commandments, the way that we love God and and love our neighbor, reflect this? Oswald Chambers, in My Utmost for His Highest, wrote that the sign that the Holy Spirit is in us is that we realize not that we are full, but that we are empty. There is a sense of absolute need. And that, I think, is where we begin, recognizing our need, recognizing the complete dependence we have for God and his grace to take a loving interest in our lives. And the amazing thing is, is that God does take interest in our lives. He does find you interesting. I would be so bold as to suggest that you could write in giant letters on the, on the front page of your Bible so that you see it when you open up that God takes interest. He takes interest in you. And he wants to do more 
within us, abundantly more, the Apostle Paul prays, than all we could ask or think. And so we empty ourselves, not of who we are, not in saying that, that we're worthless, but we empty ourselves of this false sense that we are sufficient in and of ourselves. Then we, that we could ever be smart enough, that we could ever be strong enough, that we could ever do enough or learn enough to gain peace and wholeness in our lives. And we give all of ourselves to this God who says that I see you, I know you, I'm with you, and I love you. In the gospel text, Jesus continues on explaining these things to his disciples, and he adds this later in in chapter 15. He says, but when the helper comes, remember that's that word paraclete, advocate, helper, mediator. When the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he's repeating himself for emphasis here, so that they get who he's talking about. He says, he will bear witness about me. In other words, the Spirit's primary task in our lives is to point us to Jesus and to so unite us with him that others might see him too. The Spirit is not here to do magic tricks or to do things that would even necessarily make the news. He is here to draw us into communion with Jesus and in doing so to bring forth from our lives those things that we can't conjure up on our own. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And I don't know about you, but I long for those things. And on this Pentecost Sunday, I'm so very grateful for a God who takes interest enough to give us his spirit that in the words of C.S. Lewis, that we might move further up and further in to eternal wholeness in life. I'm so very grateful that we don't have to do this on our own, aren't you? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.